0: Hello beautiful friends, this is Louise, and today on Soul Purpose, I'm going to be talking about what I'm scared of. Thank you for being here and keeping me company. Let's get into today's episode. The reason that I wanted to talk about my fears this week is because I learned that the best way to connect with somebody is to be vulnerable. So what better time than the first episode? Than to get very personal and let you guys know who I am because I feel like you can learn a lot about a person by what they're scared of. So let's indulge and get into it. Okay, wow. Well, hi guys. So this is my first podcast. I did it. <laughs> I'd live from here. Uh, I cannot tell you how many times i deleted the first parts of the introduction because I'm just like oh like my voice man but I'm gonna try to keep it pretty candid at this point just because it'll probably help with my sanity you know for like the less editing the better because I'm still learning but hi welcome thank you so much for listening this is crazy um yet another hobby (laughs) another hobby that I took up just because I thought why not You know, life is short. Why not start a fucking podcast? I'll start off with the pretty funny ones, you know, pretty superficial not too scary. And then after that, I'll probably leave the kind of deeper ones for last. So let's go. So, okay. The first fear that I have that I would say is pretty superficial and pretty, you know, comical at this point is that I'm scared of dead reptiles. Okay. So, There's a lot of lizards that hang out near the front of my house. And, you know, lizards just have this energy where they look like they're dead. They just stand still for long periods of time. And then, lo and behold, you go one inch too close into their comfort zone. And then they scurry as all hell, like a bat coming out of hell. And it's just like the freakiest thing ever to me. So it's become hard for me to kind of discern if a lizard is going to scurry or not, just because, I don't know, the thought of it scurrying like freaks me out, and so it probably originates to this time where I used to have two turtles in high school, okay? One was named Tuft, and the other was named Emil, and I got these two cute little red-eared turtles, red slider turtles, I think is what they're called, and I got them from Chinatown, as an Asian kid does, and I took care of them. I had a tank. They honestly, like, probably... I had them for two years. That's, like, pretty good. And I had a heating lamp for them, um, and I would clean their tank. One day, I came back from school, and I noticed that Tuft wasn't in the tank anymore. They had a perch in their tank that wasn't so high off of the water level that it would kind of, you know help them to get over the edge of the tank and fall out you know and I was so confused and I looked everywhere I looked everywhere for this damn turtle and he never turned up one day I was cleaning my room and I was vacuuming behind the tv stand that was holding my tv And it sounded like something was like clunking in the back against the vacuum. So I was like, okay, I probably dropped something. So I reach behind, you know, not looking because I have to like look up in order to reach my arm and make space. And then I feel something that's like a hockey puck shape. And then I drag it out to where I can see it. And it's freaking tuft, shriveled up, black, eyes are inverted, like caved holes for the eyes. He's like literally looks like a raisin and a grossed me out so bad because I know he was like my little turtle baby, but he just looked like so cryptid that it freaked me out. It freaked me out. I didn't want to touch him. I was so grossed out that I touched him with my bare hands. I washed my hands and I just never got over the fact that dead reptiles are just so like, you know, like I can't, I can't, I can't handle that. So what you may say that I could do in the future to help this fear, Uh, honestly, I don't know. It's, I'm not scared of actual reptiles. I'm scared of them when they're they're dead, okay? So honestly, we'll leave it there. That one's not, that one's so superficial. I I probably don't need to even fix it. We'll just count it as like a, a quirky trait of mine, all right? So, you know, at this point, that's one of my fears. Another fear of mine is the dark bitch. Okay. I up to this day sleep with at least a little bit of light on just because I have really bad vision. Right. And so when I'm looking at stuff in the dark in my room, I will hallucinate that there is a person there or something is moving and I'm not touching it. It's, it's pretty crazy. So the origin of my fear of the dark, okay? I in in kindergarten had no problem up until then of sleeping in the dark. And there was one day that my parents were like, "Hey, let's watch a movie." So my dad went to the nifty nifty red box and got a movie and then right when they started playing it, I knew that the shit was going to go bad because the movie was The Ring, okay? So this was back then barely in kindergarten, barely comprehending who I even am, like what freaking food I even like probably. And my parents were like, oh no, like stay downstairs and watch this movie with us. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why they thought <laughs> watching The Ring at this point of my life would benefit me. My dad's like, you know what? I rented this Redbox movie for a dollar. We all the family has to watch this. And so it got to the point where I was I was like, yeah, maybe I could have gone upstairs and like turned on my TV on loud, but my parents like to watch movies on like surround sound and we were in a tiny house before so I could hear that shit word for word and I was at this point too scared to be upstairs by myself, so I, I freaking concluded to just sit and watch the movie behind a pillow, just hide behind a pillow for like an hour and a half. Okay. So I'm basically scared because of the ring. Okay. She is popping up behind people when their eyes are closed in the shower, in the corner of their room when they're sleeping. And I freaking never got over it. I know that I can get over it being in the dark by just, you know, closing my eyes and never opening them. But There's just like, there's just something about being scared of the dark that has stuck with me up until this point where I feel like I could fix it, but it would be very hard because, oh my god, like, I can't, I can't sleep in the dark, guys, okay? And Maybe if Jordan is like next to me, my boyfriend, But other than that, I cannot do it. I will, like, really hallucinate something into existence, you know, with my manifesting powers. Probably something will appear there. So I'm not going to fuck with that. Thank you very much. The last fear that I'm going to talk about is time. Okay, so I have a complicated relationship with time. Basically, what I'm scared about time is wasting it, running out of it, not having enough of it. A lot of stuff in my life that affects the way that I act, the way that I do things, sometimes impulsively, i.e. the podcast, is time. I'm always scared that I'm not going to be here for long, so I need to grab as much time as I can. I think the origin of this fear is because I had a rocky relationship with my parents probably from the beginning of middle school all the way up until when I first started nursing school properly. It's kind of embarrassing to say that most of the troubles that I had with them was because of boys. Ugh. But yeah, so... I would get into periods where it would be hot and cold. So there would be periods of like happiness and bliss where I would be able to do anything that I wanted, not be in trouble, you know, be able to have my relationship and also good relationship with my parents. But the catch 22 is that they, my parents wouldn't know about the relationship. But once they did, all hell would, you know, let loose and then i would have this period of happiness and bliss followed with a longer period of like suffering where i would get the the cold treatment like the silent treatment um, I would be like black sheeped from the family and I would feel very alone and it would be hard to talk with friends even cause my dad would change the Wi-Fi password. And so I had like no connection at all. So this is probably why I enjoyed reading books a lot because they would be my escape when I was having a shit time anyways. So yeah, so I think I really got used to this cycle of enjoying my time for a brief period, But I would only, and have to kind of, you know, uh, inevitably expect a period that's longer, that lasts longer than the happiness I had of suffering. So I'm always like stuck between like, oh, I'm having a good time now, but later on after this, I have to have a shit time in order to have another good time, which kind of sucks. And I've been doing like a lot of stuff to fix this, like reading self-help books, working on manifestation, my crystals, and just trying to become better at reorganizing the thinking that I have because I feel like it's really inhibited a lot of experiences that could have benefited me in life, made me happier, but you know, things are what they are at this point and we just got to learn how to fix with what we have now. So yeah, I'm working on it, okay? And hopefully, this fear of time at least becomes more mild in the future because I'm freaking sick of it. It'd be fun, you know, to get down to all the nitty gritty of all my life's problems, but we have other episodes for that. We'll keep it pretty light for this pilot episode. I wanted to do some segments at the end of the podcast just because I feel like it would be a good transition rather than going straight from the bulky, meaty part of the podcast straight to a conclusion. So the segments that I'm going to do for now, at least, um, are a mantra slash quote of the week and as well as my song of the week, just because I feel like these are two simple ways to kind of show you guys what kind of week I've been having. So, for my mantra of the week, it comes from the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Basically, it was a a chapter where he was talking about sobriety and how you can use your mind to help coach you into a life of sobriety. I'm not an addict or anything, but it definitely, definitely is difficult to stay sober during hard times, um... Especially when you feel like you can't cope with it or you don't feel like you're strong enough to cope with it on your own. So the quote goes, don't run away from the pain, hold on to it and make yourself stronger. So this has definitely helped me to stay sober in any way that I can just because it's a good reminder that pain isn't necessarily a negative emotion. It's more of your body telling you that you need some love, so show yourself some love. My song of the week is by Claro. It's the song Amoeba from her new album, Sling, and this whole album amoeba just happens to be my favorite harbor is good too but i would say my week is summed up by the song amoeba just because i feel like the song is very wispy and dreamy and delicate but it still has enough pop to make you want to dance to it and jam to it and that's why i really appreciated it this week and that's a wrap friends thank you so much for listening to me and lending me an ear i really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me babylon and i hope you were at least a little bit entertained i know i i, 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 I <laughs> I hope that you were just as entertained as I was. Um, I've been recording for a while. I just need to stop being perfectionistic. I just keep on recording and deleting just because it needs to be perfect. But it doesn't. Primarily and selfishly, this podcast is for me. So whoever is listening, listen to your own disclosure. And um, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.